All right, y'all. So we're coming back with a special episode because I had a few final thoughts regarding um, Real Housewives of New Jersey season four. So in the process of watching this, it reignited my love for the show. And I hadn't seen seasons. I seen a bit of season seven, but I didn't really watch um, season seven, season eight, nine or ten. Because season six was so fucking bad. And season five (laughs) was just kind of like the end of a story, if that makes sense. Um, It was season five was also when Jacqueline and Carolyn left. And it was kind of it was a big symbol of what the shift in the show was. Yeah. So they went from the show that was all about like family with these very like very large personality um, having distinct three families and it begins mm-hmm. to shift into what the regular format of the housewives are. Yeah. You know, um, they tried to do the family thing in season six and season six was awful. It was awful. Now I feel like I have to watch these seasons so I can know what you're talking about. Cause I didn't clearly didn't watch any of that. No. And I forgot that there was a reason why I didn't like season six. Um, so Teresa is getting ready to serve time. I was asked to see that she goes to jail. Six. Yeah. Um, we find out that um, she's getting ready to turn herself in. Um, they introduce these twins, Teresa and something. Teresa and Tata. I don't know what the girl's name were because they were really that annoying and truthfully that insignificant to the to the show itself <laughs> um they bring dina on dina manzo who's caroline's mm-hmm. sister who left the show at season two yeah. because of danielle stop um in an attempt to, i guess to bring that kind of like manzo spark back but yeah it wasn't it it was just bad it was <laughs> dina and Teresa essentially being mean girls and not being held responsible for the stupid fucked up shit that they say. However, they're being held responsible for the other shit that, that, that truthfully had nothing to do with them. And that was out of control. So it's very confusing. Um, the really only bright spot is there's a woman named Amber and her husband, Jim or Jack. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. He is a fucking asshole. Oh shit. But he, is like anybody and everybody can get it kind of asshole. Oh, so okay. <laughs> I there's a little bit of respect in that for me because he gives it to not only the men but he gives it to the women, and there is no there there is no filter. There are no gloves. It is <laughs> you did this to me, so bitch, I am going for you. When I told you this nigga was stepping on next the whole season. See now, I feel like I need the to watch it just because of it because I would enjoy that. Because he comes off like initially when you first meet him, he comes off as a complete fucking douche. Oof. But he ends up going after everybody rightfully so in such a way that it's like you're still an asshole but I respect but I can get into it (laughs) right like I respect the hustle do what you do like drag these bitches because these girls don't drag each other and see I like to get dragging that's why I never that's why I don't get super invested in the white housewives because they don't tend to drag the same way the black ones do 
No, they tend to, they argue and they bicker and they go in circles around each other. Yeah. There's never any real like a real read, a real drag. You get your moments though. You get moments. You definitely get your moments. You get moments, but it never hit. It don't hit the same. It doesn't. It's not as like fiery. Yeah. But that's why I like Jersey because Jersey was kind of that midway point. Well, actually, I'm not even gonna say midway point. Jersey is the most violent of the franchises. Yeah. Oh, by far. By far. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's more than a fair statement. But then, even if you look at almost any reality show you watch in Jersey, it tends to be the most violent of the reality shows. I mean, look at my they wives. Tend- they stay trying to throw bitches off the balcony and off the roof and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I I need us We're gonna do, do my blast. blast We're going to I, have, I love my blast There's only one or two seasons that I was like I'm not buying this I don't like this season I don't like these hoes they I didn't like them. that Natalie girl from Philly Wasn't a fan Nat G? Yeah Delicious, delicious, delicious <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't like her at all <laughs> I liked. No, I didn't like. Her. I liked her boyfriend though. He was stupid, but he was cute. He was dumb and hot, and I liked dumb and hot. Yeah, that he was. There's something about being like dumb and hot when you genuinely I... just you genuinely just say really silly, stupid things. I'm just. Like, I like that for like three seconds, and then I'm over it, and I'm like, no, you can't be this stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, they can't be. <laughs> what I mean by dumb and hot, I mean just ditzy, like not not a complete idiot. Just you have these, yeah, but it's such you a have fine a few line. more brain farts than normal. It's such a fine you know? line that it it it's not even worth distinguishing. It well, yeah, yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> um, but back to back to Jersey. So once season five wraps up. And the Manzo story, pretty much the Manzo art, because now I'm talking about this in like anime terms. Oh, I mean, or any other sitcom terms, because it's literally villain arcs at this point. <laughs> it is. There's not much difference between um, this and Desperate Housewives. Let's just be honest. No, not at all. <laughs> and truthfully speaking, there's not very much difference between this Desperate Housewives or Dragon Ball Z. Or Rock of Love. <laughs> or Rock of Love. <laughs> Except, no, they're hmm. they're not no. competing yeah, for a man, like but they're com- they competing. No, for they it. are competing for a man. Oh, I hadn't got to that point. For a yes, man. okay. See, Melissa and Teresa are competing. They're for competing what over that man. Is competing. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that also too, that leads into one of the things I want to touch on too, was once Teresa gets out of jail. Their relationship definitely changes, and it changes for the best. You see more of an appreciation for each other, more of a willingness to take time to think about what you're going to say to each other type shit. Mm-hmm. Now, Joe goes away, okay? Because mm-hmm. Teresa comes out because, of course, white privilege. Teresa's capable of coming out, and she did her 11 months. Joe goes and does his, I think, four years. Yeah. The entire time that Teresa's away... um. When she calls, it's a different, um, it's a different tone. It's a different use of language. It's not aggressive is where I'm trying to get Yeah, to. yeah. 
like it's a genuine like I miss you all. I love my children. Why did mm-hmm. this happen? Shit. Joe starts off that way, bitch. But when the appeals start getting denied and they move him because apparently he was in a low security facility. He was in a low security and got moved to a maximum. And bitch, when I tell you that nigga's weight went, he lost, he lost weight. You could hear him cracking up. He was losing his mind. <laughs> apparently, like his daughter Gia was saying that he was in a smaller, like she said it was like a, and it was probably for dramatic purposes, but actually probably not. Um, it was a two by two sale with six people. And I was like, yeah, that's not about right. I don't know what y'all expected. Yeah. Cause it's prison. Like y'all, what do y'all it's think? Prison. It's prison. And that's how you and can tell that he's not really like that guy because he would have known what to expect in prison. The way he tried to portray this like tough guy thing. Well, and it's not, it's INS. It's immigration. Holding, yeah. Cause, which is even worse. Yeah. Because I was like, you forgot that you also not real, like you're not a citizen. <laughs> right. Um, the thing. The thing with that was, is once he gets in this facility and he starts to feel like, he starts to feel like there is no hope and begins to engage in a conversation of, I'm just going to be deported. The girls, his daughters are like, no, you've got to fight. You've got to fight. What Mm -hmm. irked me was no, well, no, Teresa's brother was the only person who said it. He said, his his appeals, he's 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 using up all his appeals at this point. Mm-hmm. He's got one left. Like the money is going. Yeah, like, the man is losing himself in this place. Right. Why? Why don't y'all just let this man go to Italy? And he spent almost a year in there. I and I don't. Uh, it's like instead of... I don't would, want to sound like I'm defending Joe Judice at all. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I don't... He's a he's an asshole, but... It's like... Yeah. I think... And that's where... Even though I didn't watch this season, so I didn't really see it, but this is where... Another place where Teresa and, in turn, their daughter's, like, self-centeredness has shown itself again. Because it's yeah. like, she... You know, they're not thinking about what being in that... INS holding cell is doing to him. It's all about mm-hmm. what they want and what they want done and how they want to continue their yeah. life and you know and it's there's no consideration for the next person and that even if it wasn't Teresa doing it herself that's what she's taught her daughters and that's what we've seen her teach her daughters through the seasons cuz even when yeah. in season 4 three or four, I don't remember, when Gia had that whole breakdown at the field day thing, that was four. We didn't even talk about that. I'm glad we're doing this, too. Yeah. Because there's things, there's these little things that we didn't talk about. It's like she had that whole breakdown, accusing everybody of cheating and all this other stuff. Now, the other, Jacqueline, who's Teresa's best friend, and Caroline, who, I mean, along some stretch of the way, is related to Teresa. They are related to each other. So... (laughs) Caroline and Teresa are co-workers. Okay. Jacqueline and Teresa were friends. Yeah. So, they're, you know, they're supposed to be friends. They're other adults that are at this event. The two of them are trying to talk to 
Gia to tell her why this isn't acceptable behavior, why we don't act like this, and da 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 da. And then because she yelled, I want my mom, and they didn't run and get Teresa, Teresa didn't even correct her behavior for the way she was acting. She screams at them about, don't try to raise my child. Don't try to tell my kid. And it's like, but you never checked the bad behavior. But that just goes to show your level of entitlement and self-centeredness and the level that you taught your children. That right there. Because if if we're friends and if my child is acting up, I mean, you ain't going to hit my child. But if you chastise my child, Yes. And then you chastise my child. You come to me. Girl, you better get little blah, 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 blah. He, oh, God damn it. And as a parent, you should feel embarrassed that your friends have to chastise your child. So you apologize profusely to them. Right. Because, I mean, you know how I am. You've been around my kids. You know, it's like if you see them doing something that you know I wouldn't approve of. Yeah, I know I don't hit my kids, but you can snatch them up and remind them where they at and who their mama is. <laughs> I, grab her by the car. What is wrong with you? <laughs> you? You know, you grab that arm like, did you forget who your mama was? And then <laughs> they understand what that means. I'm not going to come. Uh-huh. I'm not going to come trying to check you because my kid was acting a fucking fool. No. Are you stupid? No. I'm not doing it. No. I mean, it. Your child wasn't hurt. Your child wasn't harmed. If anything, your child immediately needed a level of discipline. Yeah, because children needs immediate discipline. That's the thing. It doesn't. They don't need you to wait until you feel like it's okay or you're comfortable or you're not around. No, it. They need immediate discipline because they need to know in the moment why that was wrong. Exactly, and she did not provide that. She checked. She Jack really Lynch, chastised the Jack adults. Carolyn. Yeah, well, she's asking for her mother. I know how to handle this. It's like, apparently you don't because this shouldn't have been an issue. Because this has been a constant issue. But this is also the same child who talked about her daughter, her daddy having other women. This is the same child. Like, this child is, she's not allowed to be a child. Therefore, when she behaves as one, no one knows what to do with her. Mm-hmm. And it's it's... It's really funny that you said that, that she's not allowed to be a child and nobody checks her behavior when she acts like one because she does have a lot of responsibility put on her. She does. It's season six. They're like, oh, well, you're my, it's like, you know, you're my helper. You've got to help me with the girls and you got to help mommy with the girls. You got to help daddy with the girls when one of them is going to prison. They both say the same thing to Gia. But then even so, with Teresa putting the weight of, that fight of the, the issue between her and her brother on Gia. Yes. It, cause it, and she does the same thing with Joe. Yeah. With her husband. She does the same thing. Yeah. Teresa likes to put the weight of her issues on everybody around her. So even now, when I was watching this, this girl was 11. I think she's 20 now. But mm-hmm. it's like, I can just imagine how much worse that got as she got older. God only knows. So, when Joe's away, um, it's a there's an episode where Gia's getting ready for prom, and Charisse is going. They're doing dress shopping. Mm-hmm. Joe calls from prison. At this point, he's in the ICE facility. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely not the I'm gonna make it through, hold it down, Joe. No. that they had before. No. 
So <laughs> Joe also has a really fucked up habit of demeaning, degrading, and debasing Teresa. Yes. He does. It's just what it is. Yes. So he makes this call. Teresa and Joe are no longer together, by the way. If anybody doesn't know, they're not together. She's engaged again. Oh, I didn't think she got engaged already. I think she just got engaged. Because we just found out about the new guy. I think she just got engaged to the new one. Let me double check that. Because I said it, but because I think I read it somewhere. But hold on. Let me check. Okay. Um, While you check. So um, with Teresa and Joe... Their relationship is fucked. One thing, in no way, shape, form, or fashion. I'm sorry. To... I I just discovered that Joe Joe Judice is in talks for a new reality TV dating show. On what? Mom, I have. To... I don't know. Then now it's gonna be a working. Okay, that's fine. Now. Go ahead. Do your thing. Um, no, I don't know what network. Or anything. Oh, but I mean, no, I could see they're it. not. They're not engaged. It's just her boyfriend. Okay. Um, but no, I was bringing that up because, like, when they when they're sitting there and they did this, they did this on camera, and it just it totally flipped my stomach. Like, I don't know what the Bravo contract says about phone calls, about them always having to be on speaker. But this conversation was not a conversation that should have been had on speaker. So they're right. arguing and they're bickering. And little eight, 17, 18 year old Gia, not little, grown ass, because at this point she has been a fucking she adult. She has been the only adult a lot of the times. Only adult. Um, is sitting there and Teresa looks at Gia and goes, see, this is how your father talks to me. This is how your father talks to me. And Gia... Gia puts up that fucking boundary and this is the only time we see her do it. And it, and for her to be young, like, sis, for her to be that young and be like, you tell me too much. This has nothing to do with me. Like, she looks at her mother in the face and say, this is your relationship with my fucking father. This has nothing to do with me. This is a personal conversation between the two of you. Yeah. Stop putting me in this. She had to tell her mother this. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about their relationship that's so like ugh for me is because I know people like this. You know people like this. We know yeah. people that this is their familiar relationship and it's, and it's so hard to watch a relationship like that that it's like so yeah. it's like ugh it it does a number on you. I I just for me personally I don't give a fuck what a Bravo contract says. The minute that he started speaking to me that way, it would have been it would have been ended. Yep. Or I, at the very least, would have took the phone off speaker. I would have hung the phone up because no, I'll, no, don't hang up. Use his minutes up. Let him rant and rave to nobody. Put that phone on mute. Set it on the side. It either way it go, it wouldn't have. Bravo cameras wouldn't have heard that. And there's a lot of conversations on a lot of these housewife shows that I say that about. Yeah. And it and in a lot of in many cases this shit happens in front of their in like front of their kids yep. and in front of their husbands and in front of their partners. Mm-hmm. And then they wonder why like Oh, my 20-something-year-old child hopped on Twitter and was going off. Or, oh, my husband is fucking livid. Yeah. It's because you're having conversations that are 
built to piss you off and you're having them with your children with your partner and these people motherfuckers have absolutely nothing to do with it mm-hmm. but then they feel involved they feel they, they have their feelings because of what they are like yeah. any normal person I just uh, Teresa has no boundaries no but I used to I'm say the same you, thing about um you have make a turn yes <laughs> about uh Kim Zosiak and her daughter Brielle oh trash it's the same thing yeah because she used to include that girl in everything and that's why Brielle felt like she needed to get on Twitter trying to defend her mama against Nene again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's the same thing and truthfully as I would I'm not saying it's okay but I would expect like you talk shit about my mama I'm coming for your neck bitch. exactly you talk about my mom. I don't care who you are. I don't care what. I don't need to hear nothing else because I'm coming at you first, and then you first. Later, I'll figure it out. But I'm coming for you first. Like, <laughs> stop involving your kids and shit. Like adults or not. Brooklyn's back here, and she's like, I would do the same thing. <laughs> oh, that's right, Brooklyn. I mean, you gotta go for it, though. You gotta go for it sometimes. She said, and then after this, Brooklyn has to be quiet. <laughs> but she said, if somebody came for my mama, I'd say, what you want, five or ten? <laughs> That's right. Wait, she can't hear me, can she? No. <laughs> okay, good. You want to give them 15, you kick the bitch in the puss. <laughs> That's right, though. Hell yeah. <laughs> Shit. I mean, that's the truth. Yes. And I, and just the, and the expectation of from the, and the idea from the other housewives, too, they're like, oh, well, your kids are involved. Your kids are involved. It's like, yeah, she involved her children. The, real, the reality is that all of this falls blame, all the blame falls right here. Because the kids are reacting mm-hmm. to shit that they ain't had no business seeing. Because kids here. are reactive. And the thing is, yeah. it's like, when you sign up to do reality TV, you involve your kids anyway, right? But then she takes it the extra step because it's not like her kids are reacting to something that she saw on t- that they saw on TV. This is her kids no, are reacting, reacting to what she's directly telling them, which exactly. is different. And she does it so much and so often. Yeah. Um. So, season seven. Season seven is pretty much a rehash. Like they were trying to like save the show, I guess. Uh-huh. Season six was so awful, so they brought Jacqueline back. They were trying to get Jacqueline, Teresa to be friends again. It, it was like it was literally the same shit from season four. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Jacqueline came in with no gloves on, so there wasn't very much of a like. Oh, I came here to make amends. She wasn't willing to make amends as many times as she had before. Yeah. She tried to make amends, and then it was like, "I'm going after you." Yeah. Yeah. Now, 8, 9, and 10 is when it really gets better. It really comes back. They but, you know, every franchise has that those kind of weird, don't nobody really have a point seasons. Like, it's like mm-hmm. And they're like, so what are we doing? Like, it was like the season of Atlanta when yeah. Apollo went to jail, when it was kind of like, what is happening? Okay. I'm, okay I don't... Wait, was that the season with Kim Fields? No. Was it? I think the see that was no was Frazier, no because Frazier wasn't still on there when Kim Fields was on there was she? Yeah, she was. Oh, Frazier left I think season nine. 
So who? I guess I need to go back and watch Real Housewives. <laughs> Don't watch that season. That season's awful. The only thing exciting about that season was, I because I think it was nine was the, was nine the sex dungeon season. Bitch, nine was the lies, the lies. Yeah, this, the that's lies. the sex dungeon season. Yeah. <laughs> That when I tell you I still watch that can we, okay, let's gig on this for a second. Cause I've never been able to talk about this with anybody. <laughs> I still watch seasons nine and ten reunions to this day, just for shits and giggles. Because Phenomenal. nine nominal. Because nine was okay, wait, nine and ten. So not if nine was the season that all the sex dungeon shit came out, what happened season ten? What like season ten reunion? Tim is when Ken came back, and it was the only time in Atlanta housewives history that all of the black housewives agreed on something. Yes, ten is the and season they all Kim agreed. came back, and that they all Kim said that Kim was kind of racist. You gotta keep in mind too. Yep, and okay, so look at look at historically all of the shit that was happening at the same time that shit came out mm-hmm. and then you have this like united front of all these beautiful talented sometimes annoying black women yeah. looking at this white woman white woman and saying to her your behavior is unacceptable you're never held for your you never held accountable for your actions mm-hmm. there's a different standard set for us versus you you're full of shit you're a liar uh Croy got his booty done Croy yeah. need a job <laughs> Uh, it for me as a TV nerd, it was like um, a pivotal moment that was a reflection of of the time, in a way that reality TV shows don't do. Yeah, if you get me. Yeah, no, I okay. completely understand. I, I feel like I'm like pontificating, reading far too deep into this. You are, but, but it it's fine. <laughs> Like it was great. I mean, when we talk about coming off a of nine, when we talk about the moments we go back to, I sometimes go back to well, I think it was season eight. That was because nine was the season that Apollo went to jail. Or no, I think no, nine, no, Apollo was already in jail. No, eight was the season Apollo went to jail. It was. Yeah. So it was season seven that because that was the season he got sentenced. And that was the season that Phaedra ran Kenya down. <laughs> yes, she did. I watched that a lot. <laughs> yes, she did. She when she said, oh, you will know that he needed ten dollars for a medium pizza. I said, oh, <laughs> did she not know? The Southern Belle gave fury and hell that she be lying all the time, but she is good for a good read and about nothing. Yeah, she be lying about weird shit, but it's she's she you can count on her for a good read. (laughs) Did you watch Braxton Family Values? I did until they started doing that weird road trip shit where it was just like Trina and a bunch of random people, and it's like what. With Phaedra, Kim Whitley. Yeah, it was like, Flav, what is happening? I was so confused. <laughs> and Lunell, they said, okay, you niggas need jobs. We got you. It was we like, y'all need jobs, and her sisters won't film with her. So, 
<laughs> Welcome to the We TV family. You the new Braxton. It was so weird. <laughs> it was so weird. Remember, Phaedra, you're the Tony, so you have to be aloof and over everything. <laughs> Tony Braxton is mad aloof. <laughs> she is. She don't like nobody. I don't blame her. At she all. just be like, Ugh, I'm literally just here so y'all can get a check. <laughs> and and told them that though. Mm-hmm. And told them. That. Yeah. She's done. Like, I, She's over it. Yeah. I I would be my feel. I I would be feel extremely grateful, but my feelings would be mashed. <laughs> and I just honestly at that point I'd just be like Tony whatever you want girl I'm sorry it's like yeah just like this. just go I'm good but now Tamar pissed at them because now I mean. well you know that you know she tried to commit suicide and everything but yeah she was saying because um, you know she's not on this season she don't fuck with WeTV but no. she was saying like they weren't filming when that happened. But if you watch the show, it looks like this happened when they were filming. She said they basically recreated reactions to her, to them finding out that she tried to commit suicide for the show. Because she said the show was not filming when she tried to commit suicide. And not one person has spoke up and said nothing to the counter. I mean, did they... Did we expect it not to? Not I to expected not to them cool. not to because it's like I I didn't expect anything from WeTV, but I did expect right. something from the Braxton family because it's like, why would y'all let them exploit this moment? And not just once, but this is actually the third time I believe in a string of things that we at TV has done to exploit yeah her uh, her, uh, her mental health or her emo- or her like yeah. emotional yeah you see them do that to her a lot cause it's and it's like why would y'all cause y'all know this is why she didn't come back so why would y'all allow that and it's like y'all don't need checks that bit well maybe Tony don't I don't know Tony's staying in bankruptcy who the hell knows I don't count nobody's coins, but at the same time, it's like, don't nobody need to check that bad. Right. No, right. Because all the people it, on that show got far more money than I do. That's why I don't be in rich niggas business. But at the same time. No, that's why I be in rich people business. I, I want to know. At the same time, I'm sitting right over here with far less money than any of these people. And I still would never. Cause there's no, there's nothing no. good gonna come from that. Why even do it? No. And it doesn't. It doesn't matter how much I hate you as a family member. Um, I don't hate anybody enough to openly and nationally exploit your mental health when you're at your most vulnerable. At any no, point, really, but definitely all. not when I know you're at your most vulnerable. Because she said they started filming right. four months after her suicide attempt. And I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a main plot point. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's the main plot point. In the first episode is when they supposedly received the call about Tamar. Is that on right now? Yeah. I seen it, it just started. 
I just saw the trailer and I said, "Ooh, this is gross." This is gonna be real nasty. Yeah, I saw the I trailer. Tamar, what was that show? Tamar Unleashed. I don't know. I didn't. I tried to watch Tamar and Vince, and I didn't like watching their marriage break down like that. And I didn't like the way we did that, so I just stopped kind of watching all of them. That's it. That was the other one I couldn't think of. It was the the breakup of her relationship while on Tamar and Vince. It was the that Tamar mm-hmm. and shit. And then it was, it's this. Three different times. Like, three separate times. That's fucked. Yeah. Like, that is that is truly fucked. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. And that, I don't like her as a person, but nobody deserves that. The thing is, I don't dislike Tamar. I think the personification of Tamar Braxton kind of overtook who Tamar actually is. Yeah. Because... In the early seasons of Tamar and Vince, you saw a totally different person from the person that you see on Braxton Family Values. Okay. I think it was like she... She got popular because of doing this thing, which is being over the top and dramatic and, you know, snappy and all that. Yeah. It's like... That made her the standout because she knew none of her other sisters was gonna be like that. So you want to be the one that pops, right? Right. But then because of that, that became who she is. That's why she didn't last on. That's part of why she didn't last on the real. And that's a big part of why a lot of other stuff that she does kind of hits a certain point and kind of because they want Poppy Tamar. They don't want Tamar. They want get your life and she's that yeah. dot com and they want all, they want that. Who me she her right? Yes, bitch. All of the above. They, You're the bitch I'm talking about. They that's what they want though. So when she's not in the Can space to deliver too? that, they don't want her. So do you remember the? Oh, I know you remember when Imani Van Zapp. Not Imani Van Zapp. She is a drag queen. She Iyama is Van Zapp. <laughs> She is. Iyanla Van Zandt, or Rhonda, as Tamar likes to affectionately, <laughs> affectionately refer to her. I mean, her name is Rhonda, and she was raggedy for the way she treated Tamar on that damn show. <laughs> I'm going to say this. Tamar need to be fucking appreciative that Rhonda didn't make this bitch go out in the backyard, dig a hole, lay it in, and cry. Right. Like she did some of these other niggas. Or that, <laughs> or that Rhonda didn't make you look at pictures of your ancestors, so I pop my butt, pop, pop. <laughs> I forgot about that. I was so annoyed. Popping my butt, pop, popping my butt. You know what that meant to, you know what that meant to Harry Tubman? I was so oh, annoyed. I was just like, can you... Can we not? <laughs> this is irritating. Said, I screamed. <laughs> I fucking screamed when she said that. It's like, this is what I came here for. This is what I need in my life. But I brought I brought up Yama Van Zant because at that family therapy session, the two big things that Tony said were she did the show for her family and she doesn't like her family. Mm-hmm. And two, that she wished Tamar wasn't always so animated. And they said she's always been like this. And remember, she's the baby. 
And even like her mother, even like Miss, what is her name? Miss Gloria? Evelyn. Miss Gaynor. Evelyn. This woman named Miss Evelyn. You could call her Gloria Gaynor. <laughs> <laughs> but Miss Evelyn, um, even the way that Miss Evelyn interacts with Tamar is very, you are the baby. There are no, there are very little boundaries. You got away with everything. And to see a group of grown women who, one, still have this resentment, and two, repeatedly are trying to quote unquote work out these issues on camera, and three, never realize that maybe the problem is that we're too ingrained in each other's lives is ridiculous. But see, this is the thing. I don't think... I've always thought that, to me, because, you know, I have a ton of sisters. Yeah. We, we, our age ranges are different. The way we, the things that we did and everything are dope, we're different. You know, all that. But... For the Braxtons, not so much because they spent. <laughs> Leave that girl alone. <laughs> she just trying to go get a goddamn snack. She hungry. She was, you ain't hear her down here with this lunchable. She she was already going to town. <laughs> well, maybe she needs something to drink. Them lunchables make your mouth dry. She had everything she needed. <laughs> uh, just kind of quick side note: Lunchables are charcuterie boards for children. Yeah. Or for and they a, come with caprice. Or for adults who've had <laughs> who've had any type of weight loss surgery. <laughs> yeah. Which I love a lunchable. Same. Okay. So anyway, breakfast. back to what I was saying. Because I had to wait for her to shut the door again. So we, you know. <laughs> but it wasn't the thing. I don't, I never thought that any of their resentment towards Tamar was like a long standing thing. I, to me, it always came off like the, res, like, what was it? Tracy, Trina? Which one did got left? Tracy. Tracy's the one that got left out the group. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I couldn't remember all these T's. I couldn't remember. But all these uh, Tracy, so Tina, Tomahawk, it's like Tracy, Tamagotchi. Tracy had resentment because they left her behind when they did the Braxtons thing. Yeah, they had. They all have a certain level of resentment towards Tony for being kind of the breakout Braxton, right? I think their resentment towards Tamar came from the same place that their resentment from Tony came out, came. Because it's like, now they did this okay. whole show together, but now Tamar is like the breakout star of this show. You know, she eclipses them because she just, she came in knowing what she needed to do. I don't think she, I don't, I think she turned it up for TV. She may have always been animated, but the thing is, it's like. She definitely turned it up when for TV. You, when your age difference is that wide, because it's 11 years between me and my youngest sister, she always seems dramatic to me. But it's also because Fair. I'm 11 years older than her. So it's like, I, she probably isn't being as dramatic as she is in my head. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, this That's is fair. stupid. <laughs> so it's... Yeah. 
So you got that dynamic already because Tamar is so much younger than them. So you already have that dynamic. That's going to happen. And then she came in and she turned up the animated because anybody else watching that would be like, she's just being normal. Like, what are y'all talking about? But it's like, so she turns it up. And now, because you already know who watches reality TV, the gays. The gays love her. In droves. Exactly. The gays love her. I almost call them the Tarmations. What are they? The what are they? Martians? Uh, Tay Martians? Sure. The Tay Martians. Something like that. I don't remember. I don't keep up with it. <laughs> I don't know. But it's like, so now she's being invited places by herself. Mm-hmm. So now she has, in their eyes, that same kind of star power that Tony has. She uses that. I can see that. She uses that and she gets her music out. Their music didn't sell the same way hers did. That's true. They ain't, ain't, they ain't being invited. I don't even know what either of their songs even was. Cause oh, wait a minute. Here. <clears throat> if you didn't come to party, then you better go. I forgot oh. that song existed. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, oh. And then Trina if put out an album too. To party, then you better go. Trina oh. put out an album. Tracy put out an album. Was it Tra- Tracy? Okay, I told you these girls. I think Tracy has two albums. Possibly. And Tracy's music is actually pretty good. Can't say I've ever heard it. Um, girl, it's dead. It's dead ass. Like Sunday bottle of wine. Like it's just me and Boo, and we sitting here playing dominoes. I mean, I believe you. I just can't say I've never heard it. But uh, but that's what I'm saying. I've heard Tamar's music when I ain't even be looking for it. Girl, don't you? I, Although I do, I have to say, I do like Love and War, and I think Hot Sugar is the worst song ever made in life. So there you go. Hot Sugar is fun. I hate that It's damn not song. my favorite. I hate that song. Like, if it's on, I could bop to Mm-mm. it, but it's not a go The only song that I hate worse than that is Grand Piano. Was that on um, Why Do Bluebirds Fly Over the Cage or whatever the fuck that was? Who, what the hell is you talking about? <laughs> Tamar's album. It was oh. like Songs of a Bluebird Struggling in a Hole with some shit like Wait, that. Wait, was what on it? <laughs> Grand Piano. Grand Piano is Nicki Minaj, honey. <laughs> oh, I don't... I stopped listening to her. She, it, it was too much. <laughs> I was exhausted. I'm sorry. And the Barb's are gonna be mad, but... I, the Barb's are gonna be mad. I don't give a shit. You were Girl. a Barb. <laughs> I wasn't. And that's the kicker, too. Is I was... I was the boss yes. when when this bitch was on mixtapes. Like yes. I was living for. Her. I don't think I. And there was I'm like a exhausted. two year period where I think every shirt that you wore had her on it. <laughs> bitch was rocking Nikki shirts. <laughs> I think was we're just. A bar. I think we're just old. That's just that's what happened. We're just old. I mean, maybe it's just because, and it's that's I I expect musical artists to to grow mm-hmm. with their audience. Yeah. Like that's the only way to sustainably survive. Yes. You look at Jasmine Sullivan, Jasmine Sullivan's music is still in that same vein, still has a lot of those same rich characteristics, but yeah. it is like the context of it, the But I love this it, new album. The sound is grown, bitch. Oh. Yeah, this new one, I, I think see. this is God her damn. best album ever. <laughs> bitch yes yes 
Yeah. Fuck Corona. Because Jasmine Sullivan is somebody that I will happily pay $150 oh, like very that. very much. $200 like that to go fucking I have a, a goddamn show. I have a list because, you know, I had my, my Janet tickets and um, we got canceled. Oh, shit. I was 10 rows from the stage. Oh, and bitch. I got can't and, and we got know, canceled. Not to be, and I know we ain't never gonna see her again. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. You gotta see these mother, these motherfuckers is old. Like you, when they say we're doing this, like you gotta show up, or either they not gonna do it again, or the next week they are gonna be dead. Janet, <laughs> is not here to play with the girls no more. She's like, I, y'all got Sierra. Y'all don't need me. <laughs> I was just reposting videos I mean, of Sierra doing, doing my dances. Oh, okay. Okay. I love watching she pushing Carrie Hilson's crazy ass. Oh, God, no. God, no. Nutcake ass bitch. Yeah, she needs to go. Just go sit. <laughs> sit and spin, honey. Just <laughs> Actually, don't even spin. Just sit there quietly and think about what you said. Because, <laughs> like, don't do anything but reflect. Just when you just don't make no sense. And I liked Carrie no. Hilson, but you know. I know. Let her live her life. Let her live her life. Let's wrap this up because the little one's getting antsy and I think she got to go back to school soon. So, okay. All right. So, this was the side B for Jersey. So, let's wrap it up with um, nine and season nine and ten. So, nine and ten, we get the introduction of Dolores. We get Jennifer. We get Margaret. Um, Danielle Staub comes back from season one and season two. Danielle Staub is a fucking cunt. And I, that is a hard C, and I know mm-hmm. I'm using it. I don't give a fuck. Okay, the problem yeah. is, is that this woman comes in, she causes issues. She's, girl, she gets engaged to this man, gets married, divorced. Two months later, in those two months, she is engaged to another man. Oh, Jesus. In that two months. Jesus. You want to know why? Why? Because in her prenup, it says that if we get divorced, you have to pay the husband, Marty. You, she has to pay him $2 million for the house so she can keep the house. He said, you keep the house, but you got to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So she married, tries to marry this wealthier man to, so she can buy this house. Keep in <laughs> mind that this bitch is still living with the man she's married to. This is a mess. And it was a fuck. It was a mess. Like the woman is assaulting people. It was. Watch seasons nine and ten. Watch okay. seasons nine and ten. It is good. Jennifer, I've had to grow to love Jennifer. She's an idiot, but she gets better somewhat. Dolores, love Dolores. It's definitely worth a watch. Margaret, love Margaret. Like I absolutely love Margaret. She's annoying, but I love her. <laughs> All right, that's a B side, y'all. All right, I'll watch nine and ten and see what happens, and then we'll prepare for the next, the next show in a couple of days because this is gonna be a little bonus episode for y'all. <laughs> yep, I just had some things on my mind, and it just turned into a regular phone call at that point. <laughs> kind of did. It's fine. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Be blessed and be, well, whatever. Just be you, hell. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>